1: Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Happy Hour. I feel like I say this at the beginning of every one of the guests, I'm like, this is the best guest ever. But this really is a special guest because we have been friends for so long. Sasha is one of my oldest friends. He's one of my first friends I made in college. So yeah, today we are joined by Sasha. Tell us good. about yourself.
0: <laughs> Obviously, my name's Sasha I'm from California. Um, live in New York City right now. And one of Gretchen's one of my best friends for a really, really long time. So you know, I'm very proud and you know, of everything that she's accomplished and being on this podcast is like an a you know, a culmination of everything. I think that's a word, but maybe yeah. culmination of everything. <laughs> culmination. And uh yeah, so it's good to be on and, you know, have a good catch up and chat. You know, she's very busy. So trying to even pinpoint and find five minutes to talk to her, <laughs> have her pick up my phone call Never, never
1: No, this is so good because I feel like I always say this with guests on the podcast. I'm like, this is such a good excuse for me to have like an hour of their time to catch up because Sasha and I are so busy. Sasha is so busy too. He's always working. He's very busy, obviously living in New York city. So this is just like selfishly a good episode so that we can catch up and we haven't caught up in so long, you guys. So like so many things I'm sure we'll talk about. I'll be, you'll be hearing my first reaction because I, like, I'm hearing it for the first time too, but you're from San Francisco. Where in New York yep. do you live?
0: live? in live in the East Village, so I live in Manhattan, mm-hmm. so, yeah.
1: Weren't I'm you in Midtown nice before, place. but now you're in East Village?
0: Yeah, so that's a little story, right? Like, I lived in Times Square. Um,
1: <laughs> Why would you do
0: America. that? <laughs> so I moved from California with literally maybe, like, you know, $2,500 to my name and I had a job, I had all this stuff, and I needed to find an apartment, and the thing about New York is when you try to find apartments, you have to be in New York to find the apartment, they move within two or three days, right, mm-hmm. so I flew to New York at a hotel room for two days, and in those two days, I walked like 30 miles, because I didn't understand <laughs> subways, I was kind of dumb, and um, mind you, like, I was a California kid in, in San Francisco, and so, came across a place and I was like, oh shit, Times Square is awesome. Like this is the best place ever, right? This is where everyone wants to be. And I ended up being on top of a barber shop and a um, masseuse parlor that was open till 12 p.m. If you get what I'm saying, maybe (laughs) a little bit later. So it was a little bit of a sketchy area. Um, (laughs) I I lived literally in Times Square. Like I could see, Mm -hmm. um, I was on the sixth floor, fifth floor and on, on my roof, you can actually see in the Times Square. So like, it was actually really cool. But uh, yeah, I spent the last little bit of my dollars. I slept mm-hmm. on the floor for three nights. Um, no 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 furniture, no nothing. And then, you know, somehow ended up here now. So a
1: true New Yorker.
0: True New Yorker. Now I'm in the East Village. <laughs> I'm actually moving soon. I've, this will be Again. First. Yeah, this is the first time I'll say this. I've not told my roommates that I'm moving oh. I'm moving out. And, and and I'm moving in by myself again. I've lived with a room. I live by myself the first year, roommate, roommate, and then now I'm gonna move in. I
1: thought you were gonna say you were moving in with a girlfriend.
0: Well, no, no, no,
1: no. Not yet.
0: Not yet. We'll touch on that soon. Wait,
1: aren't you with Josh? I'm gonna like text Josh right now and be like, Sasha's moving out.
0: Don't say anything.
1: (laughs) Okay, by the time this episode is up, you'll have told him already. I'm sure. Probably not.
0: I don't think so. (laughs) It's
1: okay. He won't hear. If you guys know Josh, don't tell him.
0: Yeah, please don't DM him or anything. And oh uh, my god. Yeah, so I'm probably gonna move into Soho. Um, there's a couple of nice buildings, you know. When you when fortunately for myself, um I have a decent job, which we'll touch on, I guess, in a little bit, but um mm-hmm. start making a little more money, you can enjoy the nicer things and I'm so happy.
1: you're like over the roommate life, you just wanna be living alone again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also kind of want to get a dog, so
1: yeah. Um,
0: and it's not fair to a dog, I think if it has different owners slash like roommates that aren't responsible for it Mm -hmm. uh, it's a good amount of space so I can't just have it in my room Uh, yeah but yeah I think that's a again that's a whole nother like
1: yeah I'm sure that's tough in New York
0: yeah yeah it's hard especially when you work so like if I work eight to six it's not really fair for the dog yeah like
1: daycare the walkers the whole thing
0: and like I mean I could run it in the morning
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when I get off work but so yeah that's the that's the living in new york story
1: yeah tell them your instagram if you want i guess that's like all you really your social chat well we can have it in the description too
0: my my venmo is Sasha.
1: you just told them you have a nice job in new york no one is venmoing you
0: um yeah my instagram is sasha s-a-s-h-a um and then busina b-o-u-s-s-i-n-a
1: I feel like you're talking so calm right now. Your voice is like soothing. People are like listening yeah. this as they like fall asleep.
0: <laughs> no ASMR right now. Literally, uh, it's fun fact. Gretchen didn't follow me for like five years, so she finally started. What are you
1: talking about?
0: On your real, on your when you had two Instagram. Oh,
1: Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know if people. I mean, I guess a lot of them would probably know this. I feel like I've talked about it before, but I had my like Instagram that I made pretty much for college. Like I just wanted like a normal college life and I didn't want like new friends to just be like okay who is this girl and like see the whole platform right away even though everyone knew I guess but I don't know I just had my like college Instagram and then obviously my like YouTube big account and I never followed my friends on there because I didn't want like I just wanted to keep it separate like I didn't want my followers to like go find your Instagram or my friends or like you know so
0: until it wasn't and people started finding out about
1: yeah, and then I just followed all my friends anyway, and so, yeah. whatever.
0: Um, Yeah, those are funny. For people that are listening, Um, I don't know if you guys remember, a good Q&A, I guess, is uh, what was the first video I was actually in?
1: Oh, my gosh. Was... It was definitely a Vlogmas video. It was your Smoke Trick video. Was that the first one?
0: Smoke Trick video at the end. Vlogmas episode 7, 2015.
1: Wait, do you actually remember? Pretty... It was Vlogmas episode 7.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I generally think my when my brain is I'm like so that like I'm random stuff
1: i'm so impressed uh, No, that was just like the highlight of your life you'll never forget
0: <laughs> oh yeah i woke up and i had like messages from all you guys like <laughs> a couple girls asking me out i felt kind of cool
1: <laughs> oh my god oh my god that feels like so long ago but also yesterday like i remember it so well with taylor yeah,
0: yeah. rich oh, hall yeah.
1: baby if any of you are at bu and rich hall the memories yeah,
0: taylor doing the uh nay
1: um, in her pajamas.
0: pajamas. Oh my go god. Time. Good
1: time. Okay, so let's tell them
0: yeah.
1: how we met. Background at BU first impressions. I'm going first. So, my side of the story is I met you the day before your birthday, or was it a couple days before, or was it on your birthday?
0: No, I met you in the street the day of the day, the day before my birthday. With, I no,
1: a, I remember meeting you in the – bot. Yeah. we remember two different things. I remember meeting you in the lobby of Rich, and we, like, hung out and became friends.
0: You were, you were walking with Taylor, and me and Ricky were sitting outside of Warren Hall.
1: Yeah, I don't even remember that.
0: That was the same day, and then that night, you, I was in the bottom of Rich, and came and sat down with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, you were on the phone, and I, I was on the phone, and you came and sat down with me.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. We were just like chatting, became friends, studying, whatever. Yeah,
0: the first one to wish me happy birthday.
1: I was the first one to wish you a happy birthday. Happy and birthday. now I'm the last one every year.
0: <laughs> she wishes me happy birthday five days past my birthday.
1: <laughs> no, this is what happens. It's Sasha's birthday. And I like look at the calendar. It's October 15th, right? Is that right? Yeah. Okay, see, are you proud of me that I remember that? Because I'll look at the date yeah. and I'll be like, gosh like October 15th like I know that means something I'm like hmm, I don't know and then it'll be like midnight and will text me he'll be like no it'll be like 1201 he'll be like thanks for wishing me a happy birthday too late now he's like all salty
0: <laughs> most of the time it's like five days later
1: <laughs> he's like okay you forgot I'm like oh I, I knew October 15th was something I'm like oh, hope you had a great day <laughs>
0: well, yeah continue so what was your first so uh, you came in
1: okay so I just I don't remember like I just remember our first memory was like studying, hanging out, chit-chatting, like getting to know each other and the bottom of rich and like meeting other friends or obviously our mutual connection here. Like if you guys didn't know would you want to know, went to high school with David, Taylor, Lucy, me, we're like from our high school. And then at BU, David played soccer with Sasha. So that's like how I met a lot of the soccer team, right? It's like, I feel like I met you guys were like the first people I met at BU was like the soccer team, like you, Josh, David, everyone. um so that's like probably really how we met but then we just became friends and sasha was in our building you were like on the ninth floor you were a couple floors oh 10th a couple floors over me lucy and taylor who were all together so then we were just always around each other and friends What? i
0: had a possessed roommate roommate, so i would always hang out with you guys
1: wait yeah you had a weird roommate
0: you forgot about that
1: (laughs) no i did not forget it was weird and looking. he, like, left. He, like, disappeared, remember? Yeah,
0: just disappeared. Did then I, never came back. He?
1: Okay, we will be editing out all the names. No, <laughs> yes, okay. Really,
0: really nice guy. He just walked, And, like, uh, when you sleepwalk and laugh at the same time, you look like you're from The Conjuring. Yeah, so, no. Yeah. So I would always hang out with Gretchen and Taylor.
1: Yeah. In Vlogmas, we all got close because we were just doing fun stuff all the time. Content, baby content.
0: Baby content, name of the game.
1: Yeah and and we have like mutual friends like I feel like we just had a lot of I don't know
0: we got along well I mean that was mutual friends
1: friend group and Sasha's the type of person he was friends with literally everyone at BU so yeah
0: I think like everyone knew you yeah popular boy it's opposite of what I was in high school I was really like if anyone knew me in high school that's listening to this look at me now (laughs) yeah
1: there's yeah. your lesson everyone you can reinvent yeah. yourself going into college
0: oh I mean I was weird looking I didn't have a glow up I don't think still waiting for it still waiting for it. <laughs> but, like I didn't have one for a while it's always a funny story all my friends pull out like like back when I was like single or whatever people would be like oh so how was Sasha in high school and then my friends would hit him with the fucking hit him with the photos hit him with the photos and like
1: I remember hey. the young photos of you
0: yeah yeah <laughs> take from Africa, from
1: Africa. <laughs> you did look like a baby giraffe yeah. have anything else to add about our time at oh, BU
0: I mean, no I mean no that was BU and then we went to Africa together yeah
1: that's a whole story a lot of people would remember you from that when we hiked climbed Mount Kilimanjaro which is the craziest thing to this day Sasha people ask me there or they'll like find out they'll be like wait you climb Mount Kilimanjaro yeah. like what the heck tell me about it I want to do it and right. I'm like oh my gosh I almost forgot like, it was so hard.
0: Yeah, it was arguably probably the hardest thing we've ever done. And, like, but I was so very rewarding. Stunned. So rewarding. And, like, the truth is, right, is like you immerse yourself in a different culture. And that was also mm-hmm. the big thing. Right? And like, you know, we raised a lot of money for um, the B Foundation, which is big. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a win win for everyone. Um, yeah. And, you know, it enlightens us um, to see the other side of the world and literally
1: the other side of the world
0: and then get to the top of the world Mm -hmm. Uh, like that was nuts and yeah that was a little fun little story of Gretchen finding Gretchen and Noel finding me in my tent with my eyes rolled back in my head and dying
1: yeah you said this is a win-win for everyone I was gonna say yeah except for Sasha who got medevaced and was like (laughs) you guys the porters were running down the mountain with him it took them like probably a couple hours
0: what they put him in a wheelbarrow with a wooden, I know. Wooden plank on it. I
1: like, always tell people that story and how you had the worst headache because your head was slamming against the like stretcher.
0: I, I, if any of you guys have the worst enemies or whatever, you would want them not even to have that. Like it was, <laughs> I was tied down by seven belts and uh, and it, it was on a wooden plank. So like picture a wheelbarrow that like your dad might have or like an old wheelbarrow like in a in a garage, and it was one wheeled and we are running down stairs cause the stairs is the fastest way. So you're going clunk 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 each step. And I was hitting my head every time going down and <laughs> we got a concussion. I threw up and then oh my God. it was six hours of it. it. Wasn't short. And so once you got down into like the rainforest, it started raining. So if you guys like ever heard about waterboarding like it was like full on rain as I'm being strapped down on my back drowning. Um, For another two hours. So, yeah, it was bad. It was not a fun time, but yeah.
1: As if the, like, low... So, the whole reason he was medevaced is because I think my understanding of it was you just had so little oxygen in your blood. And so, you weren't, like, conscious. I remember coming in because... so. What had happened is we had just summited and you're basically like running back down to base camp so that you can have a little lunch and you just have to like get down as quick as you can because you feel a lot better. Like everyone has a pounding headache. Everyone's so disoriented because everyone is, um has altitude sickness. Yeah. And we were resting in our tents for like five minutes before lunch. And everyone's like, okay, like lunchtime. And everyone's like, where's Sasha? Where's Sasha? Hey, you guys and I'm like, lunch, this, was... what'd you say?
0: I thought you guys were at lunch already. And they're like, where's yeah. Sasha? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I'm like this mother effer. Like, we're all tired. Like I'm over it. And so I like rip open your tent. I'm like, wake up. We're eating lunch. Like we have to keep going. And I'm like, why is he like blue and like not moving?
0: <laughs> they dunked my head in water. They like did a bunch of shit. From what yeah. I like,
1: So that was Kilimanjaro, a whole yeah. thing. <laughs> a whole thing. You guys crazy. didn't know it's in Tanzania. It took us forever to get there with screaming babies on the plane. Remember it was I, insanity.
0: I do those memories every year yeah that's on the client
1: never forget
0: 2 two 10 hour flights
1: yeah I always tell people I would not climb Mount Kilimanjaro again I wouldn't do it again but I would recommend that everyone does it because it was the literally the most physically challenging and mentally challenging thing that I've done in my life but so it's rewarding
0: second for me now second I did run a marathon without practicing <laughs> yeah, that too
1: interrupting super quick to tell you guys about equinox plus and the soul cycle at home bike again still a pinch me moment literally that my most favorite company even considers sponsoring my podcast but if you are anything like me you've definitely been missing your workout routine in the past year or so maybe your favorite in-person fitness classes and instructors well for me it's soul cycle i know shocker you guys are so surprised (laughs) hearing me say that but that is just what my heart has been missing so bad you guys know i've been taking soul cycle classes regularly for five years now wow that's a long time it's been so long and there is just something magical about that room with the energy of everyone in the class the instructor literally the best music that makes it the best workout but more than that just so much fun I could go on and on I'm sure y'all already know I'm their number one fan when I'm in a soul cycle class I barely feel like I'm working out I'm just having a good time and there are other at-home alternatives but they are just not the same so I was looking for an experience that makes me feel like I'm back in the studio moving with my favorite instructors to the best playlist and that's what led me to the SoulCycle at home bike. You guys know I got mine last summer and I have been obsessed ever since. It literally converts your home into a little mini SoulCycle studio. So the bike has a 21 inch touchscreen that has a revolutionary sound system that was specifically engineered for this bike. How sick and SoulCycle's iconic playlist of course with unlimited access to live and on-demand SoulCycle classes You can clip in with your favorite instructors and be transported to your favorite bike in the studio on your own schedule As i'm recording this I actually just took a 60-minute class you guys with one of my favorite instructors connor Oh, so challenging always but it's literally the best best feeling once you've completed one of his classes and your monthly Membership also gives you unlimited access to the equinox plus app where you can stream classes from other amazing brands like Equi knox rumble tb12 and pure yoga i know you can get your soul cycle at home bike in just one to three weeks and they have financing options available to make attaining your goals achievable i know you guys are going to be as obsessed with your soul cycle at home bike if you've been considering it it's just so special to be able to take soul cycle classes right now with everything going on in the world safely at home and on your own schedule to so get your soul cycle at home bike today by visiting my soul happy hour and use promo code happy hour to get a free pair of at home Select cycling shoes with your purchase. That's mysoulcyclebike.com slash happy hour, promo code happy hour, just all caps, one word, to get a free pair of cycling shoes with a purchase of your SoulCycle at-home bike. Again, mysoulcyclebike.com slash happy hour. Don't forget to use promo code happy hour. And now let's get back into the episode. Okay, that sounds kind of worse, honestly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did a, as a joke, my friends bet me that, (laughs) that I couldn't run New York City marathon without training not without training they just had run it at all and i was kind of stubborn so i didn't even train and mm-hmm. it was maybe before halloween it was a couple days after halloween so like obviously i went out to a club on halloween oh and i went God. out so i was on thursday then on friday i went out and then saturday i had sushi dinner with my mom and my <laughs> girlfriend and then uh sunday i woke up at four in the morning and ran, a, ran the new york marathon and i had a, i was doing a good time i was averaging like eight minutes 8 30. For like the first mm-hmm. like nine nine ten miles like nothing crazy and then 10 11 12 I was like at like 7 30 and I was going a little too fast and <laughs> 13 and a half about 14 miles in you I would just
1: die stress
0: fracture in my foot
1: Oh,
0: um, my foot actually had like a little like wait I did know
1: this in. I feel like you told me this
0: and it took me 14 minute miles next for like the next like eight miles and then my last like I was like I'm gonna push through it worst pain I've ever been in like I called my mentor who's uh who's in a wheelchair and he like called me and he was like, if I left him this long voice note and he called me later and he was like, The fact that you called me, he goes, You would have been such a wuss if I can't walk and you can't continue to run this marathon. And so mm-hmm. uh, I ended up, yeah, like finishing and my last two miles are actually the fastest times, which was cool.
1: Oh, you have a little yeah, burst of energy.
0: For, like, two days. Couldn't walk. Oh, I for, like, bet. Two
1: days. Taylor set so, up mile. 13 I think was the hardest because you're like oh it's a half marathon but there's like I have to do that again
0: (laughs) yeah yeah. and they talk about like the half marathon part you're still in Brooklyn so Mm -hmm. like run from the Staten Island Bridge Verasano Bridge and you've gone through all Brooklyn you've not even been in Manhattan and then Mm -hmm. like mile 15 you get over this bridge um and it's quiet it's dead quiet and you come around this turn and there's thousands of people cheering for you and they're like if you don't get runners high at that moment Running is not your sport.
1: <laughs> Nothing and, will save you.
0: I did not get runner's high. I came around that corner. <laughs> like, I hate this. I hate this. And you're on You're on uh, 59th Street. You come out on 59th Street and you have to get to 144th Street. And then you got to go back down to 57th Street. So <laughs> in your mind, you're like, hmm, I've got to do 200, 180 blocks right now. Like, it's just mentally
1: like. Yeah, insane. running isn't for you. <laughs> no, no, not at all but I also it's not like you had never worked out a day in your life like you were a division one soccer player like you were better equipped than probably most people
0: yeah but it's like impact it's like on your feet and stuff but again yeah. those are some good stories
1: tell us something that you're happy about this week
0: this week slash a little bit last week we launched uh, our tequila in Massachusetts in Boston uh and so that was a big step and I think mean, a lot of work and stuff um, mm-hmm. and I took Nikki's dog with Nikki on a Ten mile walk across the um, road. I think he deserved where'd it. So,
1: where did you guys go in New York?
0: We went from my apartment to the East River, uh, to the East River, went mm-hmm. all the way back through Soho, through Chelsea, to the piers on the West Side, back through Soho, back to Chelsea, stopped, got ice cream, got an ice cream for the dog, and came back home.
1: Oh, that's so fun.
0: Yeah. So those are some good things. Um,
1: Wait, what type of dog does Nikki have?
0: Australian chapter. Okay, that so, cute. so that's cute. the
1: white one, right?
0: That's the white one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, is it all white?
0: No, he's white with like uh, markings. What's his name? Banksy. B A N K S Y. He loves me. Yesterday I was leaving, and uh, in her apartment, and he slipped his collar. He wouldn't leave. Like I was trying to get an Uber and she was inside her lobby. She lives in a nice building in Brooklyn. And he slipped his harness and sprinted to the door, broke through the door and came and jumped in my arms. So
1: cute, so cute. You're like, okay, you're coming home with me. And Nikki is Sasha's girlfriend, in case you guys didn't know. And I'm sure we'll talk about her, but do you have a happy quote or favorite quote idea something yeah.
0: that you live so, by yeah I think this is big um two parts of this right one is uh, I, I'm a big believer of like you know not giving up so like you know you break down every door you can and that leads to some of the things I'll tell you later in this podcast um that we'll talk on but uh the biggest thing is also staying humble while doing it and knowing like who's been your friends and been your roots so the story that I love to live by um and I'm actually getting a tattoo of it eventually i don't know how to do it but i might get that to it is oh. uh there is one i'm actually getting maybe tomorrow and that one is uh which plays into this it's the word sonder you know what that means no sonder is beautiful it's like the recognition that each person's living a life like so mm-hmm. each person's living their own individualistic life and they're not just like characters in a world so once you kind of understand sonder you kind of i think in my eyes be a more at peace person and, and, more understanding of people, um, more empathetic, more sympathetic. Um, uh, but the story I'll tell you is, uh, it's a mythological story of Icarus. And the story of Icarus is he gets stuck on an Island with his dad as punishment. And his dad is a master craftsman. And he basically makes these wings, right? And the wings are made of tar and feathers. And he says to him, he says, you know, and it's a famous story. He says, don't fly too close to the sun. Um, or else you'll you know, melt the feathers and you'll fall and die. And the dad flew low and flew near the water as they're trying to fly back to the, to the land. And the son overwhelmed with happiness and joy flew around like, dad, look what I can do. Flying, flying, flying. And he flew and he got so high. Basically, like he fell, um, he got too high. And the, the story that I take from it, right? Is that, hey, look, like no matter how good life is going, like, no matter how good things are going in your life, like stay humble and stay low. So stay down to the ground and stay like, you don't need to be the flashiest. You don't need to be the person that's like, you know, up there showboating in front of your friends or anything like that because if you do have that influence your friends will know and if you are Mm -hmm. that person your friends will know and you be your own person but you always stay humble and that's my happy quote of today
1: that's so true like if you are someone that's very successful and influential and is a great person with great friends and like everyone knows you don't need to go screaming it from the rooftops so is that where that phrase comes like don't fly too close to the sun
0: yeah it's from that story yeah
1: okay that makes sense <laughs> okay like tell us what's new what you've been up to how about this is a great time you can tell us about Yave since you kind of mentioned it I saw that they're in Boston Massachusetts so tell us if you guys didn't know Sasha is a part of I don't even know your like position role within Yave, but he has a tequila business yep. so yeah tell us all about that
0: so I'm blessed to have been um, a part of a guy's vision. This one guy is like, he's older gentleman, but uh, young at heart. And he started this vision uh, about four years ago, four and a half years ago. And slowly these pieces have been brought together. And there's about five or six of us now that are part of this team that, um, you know, it's basically like our side hustle about it from some of us, but for him, it's his, it's his baby. And um, so it's the world's first, we pride ourselves on the world's first mango tequila, as well as uh, we have a jalapeno in our Blanco and we have a couple other lines coming out soon, but uh, we don't add any sugar, we don't add any, there's no added sugar, there's no added vanilla like your Casamigos Don Julio. Um, So you can't really get hung over on it either unless you're uh, drinking it, you know, and you're not really hydrated, but it's it's super, super smooth. you know, I, I stand by anything that I'm a part of. And so, like, and it was proven. We won gold medals across the country about our tequila. Um, we're in about 2,000 to 3,000 stores now. And you can find us online as well on our website. Um, throw the page a follow if you guys want. We're always trying to boost our stuff. But uh, So I can
1: order on your website, like, if people want to order tequila?
0: If anyone wants to order tequila, again, you have to be 21 or older. I'm not promoting the people who are under 21. Um, mm. if you're under 21, you're more than welcome to buy a sweatshirt to support. Um, <laughs> we just launched, I designed it. Um, our motto sticks with kind of like how you know, even Gretchen and I look at life. Um, it says it's unlock possibility. So it means that like you can unlock any part of it. If you're you know from New York City or you're from Oklahoma or from Texas, like however you look at unlocking possibility. Um, and unlock possibility is our motto because Yave means the key in Spanish. Um, so our bottle has a key on it and, uh, I mean, we're not on video, we're on podcasts, so I can't show, but,
1: uh, I love yeah. the sweatshirt by the way, I yeah, saw on your Instagram.
0: Great. Yeah, the sweatshirt's great and you'll see yours truly, uh, modeling it and, uh, yeah, and there's a couple bundles that we just did. So you save a little money too. And, and, uh, you know, if you reach out to me, maybe I can try to get you a, a little co- coupon code. too.
1: Yeah. DM Sasha would be like, please send over the mango tequila immediately. Also a sweatshirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and actually just like, you know, let me live in your apartment in New York too. Like give me your <laughs> and apartment.
1: by the way, I'm moving in.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what's going on. And we launched in Rhode Island, Massachusetts. We're in Connecticut, New Jersey, New York. We're in Florida, c- Colorado. Um, and those are the places we're in stores. And then we okay. shipped to thirty. We shipped to thirty states in the country. So I
1: was gonna tell you. I didn't even tell you, Sasha. I looked on my Drizzly app the other day because I wanted to see like if it was here, like if they could deliver it to me. But I don't think that. But I'm in Pennsylvania, so that wasn't.
0: Yeah, crazy. we can't. Unfortunately, can't get it to Pennsylvania right now. I don't okay. think many places in Pennsylvania. We're launching soon, though, in the next couple months. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you're in New York, we're in Drizzly. We're in. We're in. You know, all the apps, but I'll drive um, to New
1: Jersey. It's very close.
0: Yeah, it's very close. Yeah. <laughs> if you like tequila too. And the mango, by the way, guys, this the the big part about it is none of our tequilas have a burn. So if you ever had that experience of having a bad tequila, yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> you <more laughs> I'm than pointing at myself. <laughs> uh, is everyone always pictures the burn and they never get it. So um, there's been so many countless times when, especially, you know, uh, it's mostly found in girls that girls are like oh, i don't do tequila after i had that Me. one blackout yeah exactly one blackout <laughs> night or one night yeah where, I don't. yeah where i threw up um and i say hey look just try our mango try it um if you don't like tequila drink the mango if you like tequila the blanco or the jalapeno um but the mango will change your life my roommate hates tequila you'll only drink it you'll only drink that tequila now um and yeah it's just like there's no burn you you yeah. wait for it you think there's gonna be a bad taste in your in your tummy, nothing, no bad This is convincing anymore. me now. I, I'm good I convincing. To try the
1: mango. Okay, so you are basically, like, would you say you're like a co-owner or like, how would you say, it's like your side hustle. I have.
0: Yeah, I have equity in the company, mm-hmm. but um, I'm more of like the, young, I'm the youngest guy involved. So I'm, I I mm-hmm. just turned 24. Um, everyone's 33 plus, 30 plus. And so like, they look at me as like the person that does like a lot of like the, like pushing on people and like business development. I built the website, um, yeah so the
1: young like a, marketing
0: yeah exactly so give mm-hmm. give the products a couple of reviews you know help the help everything out but yeah um anything that like falls through the cracks i pick up um if there's like big restaurants or big things they'll either send me or another guy and we'll talk mm-hmm. talk to them, like as as you know a decent talker um so oh yeah so i could sell, sell water to a fish so we just got
1: <laughs> Sasha, so good guys this episode is gonna be eight hours long that's what i was telling him before we recorded i'm like we could both talk all day long, like Sasha more than me even, which I know is probably hard to believe. But this is so exciting, Sasha, because now as people see Yave like in the stores and people like posting about it or like yeah. in their Instagram story or whatever, people will be like, oh my God, that's Sasha's brand, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's good. But- so that's
1: what Sasha's been up to. Interrupting super quick to tell you guys about HelloFresh. You already know how much Max and I love our HelloFresh. We always say we would eat it every day if we could. If you guys didn't know with HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and delicious seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip the trips to the grocery store and the stressful meal prepping and planning so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. And I love how HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences and skip a week whenever you need. I've done this so many times, you guys, if our schedule changes. And since Max and I will usually cook our HelloFresh meals together, it's so fun as a couple. It's easy, affordable, and that's exactly why it's America's number one meal kit. I could not recommend HelloFresh enough. I know you guys already know that if you watch my vlogs on YouTube, but you should go to hellofresh.com slash happyhour12 and use code happyhour12 to get 12 free meals, including free shipping. Again, go to hellofresh.com slash happyhour12 and use code happyhour12. 12 for 12 free meals including free shipping it's all lowercase happy hour 12 like the number their food and recipes are incredible you guys now I'm craving my favorite buffalo chicken meal but without further ado let's get back into the episode
0: I know they like the juicy stuff though so you want to move on to the juicy stuff
1: what juicy stuff? do you want to tell us about your girlfriend
0: yeah I should tell a couple fun dates what's it like to date in New York City
1: yeah because I definitely want to touch on dating in New York because I know it's so different I'm sure it's so different than Boston or like anywhere else like it's New York.
0: yeah yeah so where do you want me to start how do you want me to start this
1: I guess when you first moved here when you first moved to New York City like how is it different from Boston San Francisco people dating culture everything like that
0: yeah so I think you know I moved here by myself I actually had no friends I didn't know anyone so like I was tempted to like do the dating apps and tempted to do all that stuff Um, but again I talk a lot so because I talk a lot I can meet people randomly um There's no knock to dating apps. I think they serve a purpose for people. I think, you know, Um, and I had just gone out of a relationship with my ex uh, moving to New York and it was a very fun time. Um, And so ended up being in new york and the thing about new york is a very fast pace, extremely fast pace. so like you're you could be going on a date at 7 p.m on a thursday and then or on a tuesday and then wednesday you might have a coffee if you're not working you might have a coffee date with someone else or it's or that person that you went on a date with the tuesday might have three more dates lined up during the week. and it's mm-hmm. not about people being like more promiscuous or people being more like flaunting about sexuality it's more or less that new york is a place to meet a ton of people so dating i think in new york is different in the sense that it almost is like networking too like mm-hmm. there's been so many girls that i've been on dates with that you know i knew it, once he sat down it wasn't ever going to be great um mm-hmm. no 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 knock to them but it just <laughs> it just wasn't going to be a, and i still have them as connections nothing ever happened between us we were friends and like there's no harm no foul in every other city i've been in um san francisco boston like it gets very weird like that like it gets very weird because like boston it was mostly like college right and then you have to see them at college there's not really a professional aspect of it but like i've been on dates with in new york graphic designers musicians you know and and so if there's ever a need clothing experts like you could be like hey look i I just can you give me some guidance on this and as long as you're not a i can say this i think a douchebag and a bad person (laughs) like Like, that's just kind of like stuck in that college mentality. Then it all works out. But um, yeah, I think it's kind of like,
1: okay. so the romance isn't working out, but let's keep in touch in case this ever (laughs) to help each other.
0: Yeah. And it actually is very like it's a lot. It's very good. You know, it's like uh, a good, really, really, really funny story. And, um, you know, uh, if you know my friends, you know which one of my roommates did this. But my roommate uh, matched with a girl on Hinge and it wasn't ever going to really work out. But he ended up using her rooftop to uh throw a party for me for my birthday. This is before <laughs> the pandemic. But uh yeah, so you know, dating in New York is very uh it's very fast-paced. So like my I guess my advice with it is um is always being open. It's one of the places that you'll learn a lot about yourself. And I think mm-hmm. go as on as many dates as you can, right? And I think the biggest thing I learned, and it's so funny because it was maybe like two or three years ago, I just got the Snapchat memory, like. I went on a date with a girl who I met at a coffee shop and it was, I literally, you know, we we're, there drinking coffee. I was like, wow, oh, this girl's very pretty. You know, she's cool. So I was like, Hey, like, you know, I, I'm not going to be weird and creepy, but if I don't ask you never know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Hey, look, like um, she, w- we were talking about some other alcohol company, me and my friend. And I was like, like, look, let's just ask her, brought her into the conversation and then her and I ended up grabbing, you know, going on a couple of dates and it never ended up working out after that, you know, mm-hmm. she moved away. We're back to you know a place that she's from and mm-hmm. uh you know that's what ends up happening but um yeah i think my biggest advice is don't get stuck in the monotony of monotony of um dating apps and like thinking that it's just like a hookup culture i don't think mm-hmm. i think you find whatever you want to find so if you're open to relationships which i personally have always been um, I think you should always be like, cause you shouldn't close a door just because you want to have your fun and your time. I think if you're not ready for one, then you're not ready for one. And that's very fair to say to someone. I think, um, I was helping a friend recently through uh, a situation ship as we will call them. Uh, the girl, <laughs> the girl was like, Hey, like, I like you. And he said, yeah, I do too. But like, we've talked about, we're just friends. And he basically said like, she was like, well, it's either me or nothing. And he like it kind of hurt his feelings because he like really liked this girl, but not enough to like date her. And he always told her that. And he he was an adult about it. He just said, hey, look, like I'm actually not like, you know,
1: I like you a little bit, but not a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> oh, my not God. Enough. I would I write... be like, peace out. Goodbye. I deserve better. I'm a queen.
0: <laughs> yeah. And but that's the point. Right. And the thing about New York is no one ever gets really offended by it because it's because everyone's. Would you say, say it's really
1: casual, like the dating scene?
0: It is and it isn't, right? Like it mm. is and it isn't. It, it it it's whatever you want it to be, right? Mm. Like, and that's the thing, especially I think as like a girl in New York City, dating is I think an, an absolutely incredible experience. Because I think if you're a girl in New York City, guys treat you generally like pretty well. From what I understand, I know there's like the finance douchebag, like like mantras that people say and they like they you. To, no kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kidding.
0: Um always treat women with respect. I've always been good in my dates. Ask any girl if you find them that has ever gone on a date with me.
1: Yeah, um, you're a good boy.
0: Yeah. But uh, no, like you have the finance guys I think they're the shit and think that they're like in hot shots, but at least you'll go to a really nice restaurant or at least you'll go to a place. <laughs> True. Like, at least
1: they're bringing me to Nobu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no <exactly>. complaints. <laughs>
0: right. and And that's actually a way to explore the city. Right. And I don't mm-hmm. mean take advantage of guys. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that Be open to whoever you want to meet, whether it's casual as friends or whether it's casual as dating. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the biggest lesson I've learned in New York, and this is dating and in life, is that saying no restricts and limits, right? And so a great example is, and do do it within your means, but like a Tuesday night, I got invited to go to a birthday party of a friend of a friend as a filler of a seat because they knew I was just like, you know, a good time to have at a place. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I ended up going and meeting some of my greatest friends in New York now. Like, Mm -hmm. and if I never went on that Tuesday,
1: you wouldn't have those friends. Yeah. And
0: I haven't and and that's kind of when I get into the Nikki thing. It's kind of similar, like how I met Nikki. But like I think, especially with dating, these are the times that like, you know, saying no or being like thinking that it makes you look in any type of way in a negative light. I think that's the stigma that needs to like get turned turned off. Like I think Mm -hmm. if you're a girl in New York and you're dating you're going to have, it's, it's extremely fun and amazing. I think if you're a guy in New York and you're dating, it's extremely fun and amazing because you meet dope people. It's forcing you to go do fun things. Mm -hmm. New York, you fall behind if you're just doing dinners. Hey, we're just going to go to dinner. Okay. Sick. And what? Like, you're not, you're not making anything special or fun, but Hey, I'm going to the Whitney museum. I'm going to the MoMA. I'm going to public hotel rooftop. I'm going to, Mm -hmm. you know, RH rooftop. I'm going to we're going to go do a, a paint and sip and then go to dinner at pastis and go do that. Like you are forced to make and have fun. Mm-hmm. And like, that is beautiful to me. That's absolutely beautiful. Right. Like it's yeah. just the romance, the romance of the numbing of our society of a hookup culture of let me just swipe right. And let me just go over to their house and Netflix and chill. I think mm-hmm. in New York, it's a bubble in that in that sense. Like you don't really have that as much, I'm not saying it's not there, but mm-hmm. like, If you actually are trying to be, from a guy's perspective, a guy that makes girls have fun and have a good time, you're going to do and put effort into dates and try to make it amazing. This could also just be me, and I could just be completely off on this. All the
1: girls listening are like, okay, those are not the guys that I'm running into. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But that's interesting to hear about the dating situation. I'm sure it's so fast-paced like that. It's like, okay, I got a date at 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock, so got to make this snappy, you know? Whereas, like, other places, it's a lot more, like, it's just not
0: as many people and and this the thing also is like we talk about it's a great time we talk about the movement of you know women's rights and women's power and empowering women in today's society and like you know flipping the script of hey you know it's a man's culture and it's toxic masculinity right so you flip it and you say i've met girls that have been like hey i'm going on a date like you said at seven and if it's good i won't go on my date at eight or nine like women hold the power now Mm -hmm. so if women are holding the power and the dating power and all this stuff like it's kind of balancing that again which is what we all strive for right and that's just kind of interesting to see
1: okay so tell us how you met Nikki well you knew her from BU or no
0: yeah I mean so yeah kind of kind of uh so like again I guess dating in New York is very interesting because what it lends you to get to is is funny so like my last girlfriend before Nikki was a girl who I actually went to high school with, but I didn't mm-hmm. know her in high school. And it's very similar story arcs with Nikki because Nikki went to BU, right? But she's mm-hmm. international. She's Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaks five languages. Beautiful. Um, speaks English, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, and French. Makes wow. me look makes me look like a, a scumbag because I Same. can't speak <laughs> two languages, barely. <laughs> um, I try to speak to her in Spanish. I'm taking Rosetta Stone now so I can try to work on it, put effort into this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, so she went to BU, and she was part of, like, the international crew of BU. And if anyone knows, like, colleges, I know, most people who's listening have been to college. um, You, there's very clicky people, sports athletes, Mm -hmm. artists, drama. Um, So she was part of the international crew. And what happened was, like, she dated a kid on our team at one point for, like, eight months. So, like, that's how she came into the radar a little bit. I actually DM'd her when I first, my first high school girlfriend and I broke up when I was transferring to BU. Um, I DM'd her and I was like, hey, like maybe you can show me around view DM'd her on Facebook. Instagram DMs weren't a thing. Ah. So, and she said, sounds good. And I never. Wait, followed. how did
1: you find her?
0: She posts, she liked my thing in a post of like a BU class of 20. Okay. Page. And, uh, and this is
1: before she was dating your teammate.
0: Yeah, this is before anything. And so mm-hmm. then um, being in New York, there's not many people in New York that you know. And so, like, I knew she was in Brooklyn. And she was dating a guy, uh, for two years about, and she had a beautiful dog and like, she would always post like, Hey, anyone watching my dog, anyone can watch my dog. And I would always offer a, I love dogs. B I also don't meddle with people's relationships. I just was genuinely being like trying to be a nice guy. And like, mm-hmm. I I'd love to have a dog for a little bit. Um, and then I took care of her dog a day, two days, and then gave them back. I would invite her and her boyfriend always to our parties. When we had parties, I'd be like, Hey, why don't you guys come? Why don't you guys come? Um, mm-hmm. And they ended up breaking up.
1: And you then, swooped in. You're like, my time to shine, baby. <laughs>
0: again, again if, you know, if you don't ever make a move, you'll never know, right? And mm-hmm. so um, I, res- I gave a respectable window, um, you know, mostly as friends in the beginning. And then, like, you know, um, but, like, I knew I liked it from day one. It's one of those moments where you're like, you know, like, you
1: knew before you even came to be with the show me around Boston is I think you're cute. I want to get to know you. This is my excuse. Show me. <laughs> yeah. And I,
0: mean? I, and I was too much of a wuss and I never followed up. So mm-hmm. um, mind you, I look like a baby giraffe. And yes. I wish I could set, show you the photo of me in freshman year of high school. But <laughs> um, and so anyway, we started like hanging out. I was hanging out with her dog. Her dog started getting attached to me. So, you know, key to a woman's heart is their dog. Once you kind of get in there.
1: Get close to the dog. People take notes.
0: Uh, (laughs) I helped her move. She she just moved into a new place. I helped build furniture. I was just kind of, like, not doing the most, but, like, I genuinely was happy to be there and just even to be in her presence because, like, for me, like, I felt for this girl and I was, like, I don't care if she feels the same way, but, like, at least eventually right like you don't care for a while until it's too much but like Mm -hmm. I just want to be friends with her to be honest with you at the bare minimum and anything beyond that was bonus and I still look at her every day and it's like like sometimes I'll wake up and I'll just be like damn like this is cool like this is awesome Uh, but
1: uh wait this is so cute you're so happy
0: yeah this is a happy hour Uh podcast on the happy Uh
1: if any okay I'm really sorry for anyone single out there but if you're in a relationship you so relate to that like if they're sleeping and you're just like wow like life is good Mickey's
0: great you know truthfully I think uh it's lucky to find someone that pushes you I think I, I wasn't looking for a relationship um I don't I don't really search for relationships I'm very uh I believe that you should be on your own a lot um mm-hmm. and but when one comes and this is the her conversation with her and I is like I was like hey it's a little bit after your last relationship like it's pretty close timing like are you sure you want to do this are you ready and she was like look I believe in the same thing as you like you know everything everything that's meant to be is meant to be and everything that will happen will happen and I'm a big believer is my other quote everything in life has led us to this moment every decision we've made has led us to this moment of us speaking on your podcast together that goes with women relationships men and so like that's kind of like what like we jumped in this relationship. I
1: think that's such a good thing for people to hear too. I love your mindset about dating. Like you're like, I'm good on my own. I'm never like searching for a relationship, but you said earlier, I'm always open to it. And I think that's such a good way to look at it and it'll happen naturally like it did with you and Nikki. And it just works out the way it's supposed to. I feel like a lot of the times. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have?
0: you know that's the thing is like you're never gonna you're never gonna if you go searching for mrs perfect or mr perfect you'll never find them can't go searching you gotta be perfect within yourself and then it'll all trickle down and come together like i think nikki's perfect i don't see one fault in her Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: like that's the dating aspect that's the juicy
1: tell us about okay now tell us about your job tell us about i really want to know about the transition from Boston to New York, you kind of talked about it. I remember talking with you a lot, right. As you moved and my other friends that moved to New York, like very similar story to them where everyone relates in it being so like, you're in the biggest city with so many people and so much going on yet, because of that, a lot of times you feel really lonely and you feel like everyone else already has friends and, you know, it's kind of like college. Like you're like, everyone else already knows each other and has friends. And I just moved here and I'm all on my own and lonely. And so I think a lot of people feel that and sort of talk about, yeah, the transition from college just to working in New York.
0: When I moved to New York, I actually had no friends, knew nobody. I had one friend that would come in on a Saturday. and That was my my touch of socialness, especially as someone who's hyper social like I am. Like, it was very tough. Um, I would mm-hmm. go to work. I would, I would wake up, go to work, come home, go to the gym, cook food, go to, din- go to sleep. Like, what kind of life was that? And like, mm-hmm. I wasn't finding happiness. I wasn't finding any of this. Um And just by chance, I ended up finding an amazing group of friends. But it's because you put yourself out in as many situations as you can. Um, Moving from college to work, I think, again, as a student athlete, was a lot easier because I was used to like, you know, pushing through through adversity and pushing through on timing of when you're tired and stuff. But like you're on your own. You're not your parents aren't holding your hands. No one's coming with you. Like this is like you and you alone. And so like Mm -hmm. you're responsible for getting to work on time. You're responsible for looking sharp at work. You're responsible for getting your stuff done. You're responsible for any consequences that come from it. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing that coming out of college, people don't really understand. Like, yeah, you're on your own at college, but you miss a class. So what? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right. Like you miss a day of work. You could be fired. Yeah. Right. Like, And so I think the biggest transition was understanding, like, I mean, I come from a family that's, you know, we're all in California, but like when I moved to New York, like, they're like, yo, like not saying you're on your own, but you're on your own. Like I paid for everything on my own. And so like, you know, and it's also, I think the most important part is once you do find your friend group and find the people understanding your finances is the biggest thing. You know, that's a big thing is that like people don't understand that money is not a unless it is for you and good for you but it's not an infinite source right so like
1: in new york it disappears when you live in new york i always say it disappears through osmosis and diffusion it just into thin air like literally (laughs) you look at your bank account and it's just gone and you don't even know where it went that's what happens when you live in new york
0: yeah especially like so um i guess i'll get to the job stuff like so i work in a hedge fund um I got I was lucky enough to I was the youngest hire at our hedge fund I'm pretty sure I was 21 um mm-hmm. and I got lucky and it was just a I guess that goes back to what I was saying is like don't ever give up so like I was interviewing I got no interviews when I was applying for jobs and I and a girl that's a really close friend of mine as well one of my best friends Noelle. her dad is is works at this hedge fund and he was like hey look like I, you know you're a nice kid you help my daughter in Africa like I know you guys are close like um Can you, like, I'll get you the interviews and then the rest is up to you. So I interviewed at like JP Morgan, Goldman, all these places. And I didn't have internship experience. I ran two, I had two startups in college. um, And so I got no interviews. And then at the end of it, I used to leave Boston on like a Monday at 5 a.m., 4 a.m., get into New York in a suit, be in New York from nine till six, seven, take a bus back and go back to Boston in the same day. And like, or Mm -hmm. I'd go to practice. For interviews for interviews yeah it was like and and that's the thing that you just have to like you can't give up if there's a door worth knocking you knock and like Mm -hmm. my boss now told me you're never going to work for our company like we don't it's it's high level finance that you won't get it i still i still don't really get most of it i mean i'm still figuring it out just making Um, it
1: up as you go so he said that like your first interview or something like the first time he was like
0: you you can come and meet the team but it means nothing and I was like, I was like, I will go wait. I waited in the lobby for four hours to meet the team, right? And every week after that, for six weeks, i would come every fucking week and go and meet with the team. And mm-hmm. eventually like luck, but like just luck happened. An investment happened. Something else happened. Someone left and they needed like a low level analyst to come in. And I remember I was at Noel's um, <clears throat> dance recital dance or not recital performance. And Mm -hmm. I was, like, talking to him, and I was working a terrible internship. I was working a god-awful internship at that time, (laughs) and um, because I thought that's what I needed. And I told my boss, I was like, hey, Mike, uh, so what do you think about me working for you? I had to ask him. And he said, well, when can you start? And I said, a week after I graduate," Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: I moved to New York
1: that's such a good lesson for people to hear just keep showing up you just kept showing up even the four hours in the lobby whatever and you are so obviously like I'm sure you guys can tell already Sasha's really well obviously you can talk a lot but you're just really good at speaking to people and like interacting with people like you are Mm -hmm. the best person for networking and so I feel like everyone knows that but for getting a job like post-college I just feel like it's always who you know and my friends right now especially with COVID I mean I feel like it's even harder like all the interviews are virtual and like who's hiring and is it all remote and x y and z and like all my friends that are getting jobs right now it's through their dad's business partner or it's through their old skiing buddies fathers do you know what I mean it's always who you know it's always networking and that's something that's so admirable in you because you are so good at like taking opportunities from situations networking clearly that's how you got your job and I think I I think I sent you this over in my notes, how I wanted you to talk about advice for getting what you want and like where you want to be yeah. in life, not being afraid for asking for things that you want. Cause you're so good at that. And I just feel like, so maybe it's like a girl thing. Like I get afraid to ask for what I want, or I think a lot of people no. can relate to that.
0: Yeah. I think, and I, I want to preface this by saying like, look, like if you're listening to this, like obviously, you know, as a person that, you know you guys mean a lot to Gretchen as well like if you ever want to reach out and ask me questions on stuff you can just shoot me a dm and I'll be be—I'll answer every single dm um I don't I don't get many dms um so it's not like it's gonna get lost or anything but um and any anyway, I can help out and I'll try to you know carve out some time to talk to you know help you walk through the the jaws of life um and the the murky waters but uh I think the biggest thing coming from you know asking for what you want and kind of being like persuasive about stuff is and this is what people fail to realize. And you see it all the time with people that think that they're good at it. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not self-proclaimed good at it. I appreciate it. Like, gee, you know, you tell me I am. Well, you are like, great at it. Um, be genuine. That's the biggest part. I think being genuine and being engaging and being ask, asking people truly, if you're intre- if you want to get to know someone, you get to know them. You don't go in it with an objective to get a job. I never went in it with an objective to get a job. I sat with my boss at, a, at his d- dining room table talking about the world and talking about all this stuff. And at the end, after thinking I got to know him to a point, I shot the question and said, hey, you know, like, look, I don't, I hope this isn't a burden to you. This is actually how, exactly what I said to him. I said, I hope this isn't overstepping. But I, you know, I'm a little lost right now, which is truthful. I go, I don't really know what to do. I don't have an extensive family unit that has a bunch of connections, which is all true. I said, and they're all in California, and I don't want to be in California, I want to be in New York right now. So, like, I don't know what you, connections are, what you have, or what whatever, but, like, is there a way that, even if it's one or two people, or someone I can talk to, mm-hmm. I don't ask for, hey, can you give me a job, mm-hmm. right? It was, hey, let's, let's, even if you just introduce me to one person, and, um it was very genuine and it ended up leading into good things. Like, I think that's the biggest part. You just need to really, my biggest advice, the only advice I can actually really give you is don't be afraid to ask for anything. Cause like, if you don't ask again, girls, whatever, you're never going to know guys, girls, whatever. But the truth though about it is always be genuine because I get emails from kids that I don't like, look, I'll respond to almost any email, but I won't respond to emails that are ingenuine, meaning like, you just saw my name and you saw I worked at a good company and you're sending me a templated email. And you they literally barely free
1: to switch your name.
0: <laughs> or they say the she, they say yeah. she, cause I have a girl's name. Like you don't do your research, like spend the time. Like if you genuinely are going to do something, like make sure you do it to the best of your ability, because you don't know any time that it might be looked at or talked about or, you know
1: yeah if you guys are like me and afraid to ask for what you want a lot of times I think of like the smallest examples but there are so many times I can think about where I have seen it with my own eyes with Sasha with Max like you both are people that are really good at getting what you want and not in a manipulative way just in a like you're confident and genuine and like Max always says to me the worst they can say is no. So you might as well ask if it's something that you want. Like I've been with you at Sweetgreen. You'll be like, hey, do you mind just like throwing on an extra scoop of chicken? I'd really appreciate it. And they're like, yeah, no worries, man. Like little things like that. Like I know that's such a little example.
0: And they don't don't charge you. (laughs) Like I've been
1: with you when you've done with that. Or like I remember being at a drive-thru with Max. We went to McDonald's. We were so excited. And the guy was like, I'm so sorry. Like the kitchen just closed. And I'm like, dang it. Like I'm so sad. My whole night's ruined. I really wanted french fries. And Max was like, hey man, got any extra eyes laying around and he's like oh yeah actually I do like here you go and I'm like okay why don't I think to be like this but I'm like always too afraid and you guys are just so those are really stupid examples obviously but like your perfect example like you I don't even know if people would know this but when you were like Noelle in Africa because she climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with us but like just being like using your network and your friends and family and not in a manipulative way just in like a genuine way and not overstepping and like you never know what could come of it obviously with you, it worked out so well.
0: Yeah. I think, and I think this actually goes to what the tattoo I might be getting tomorrow. It's Sonder. It's the fact Mm. is that everyone lives their own life, right? You're no better than anyone else. And everyone else is no better than you. I have a crown tattoo and the crown tattoo means that you're royalty to your own future. So meaning that you treat everyone as the highest as they can be in the land, but you're also the highest in the land. And what that brings to you, right? Is that that guy in the drive-thru is a normal person who is working at a drive-thru, who goes home and does something like he has a life. Has a family and yeah. Right, whatever he's doing. So the the simple act of kindness, maybe 70% of the time it works, 30% of the time it doesn't, but 100% of the time it's appreciated. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter if you're asking for something egregious where you're like, I want to have, let me be the owner of McDonald's. The guy will probably laugh and be like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But like, I, I just am a big believer in that. That goes back to what we were saying about being about Saunder, About that word is like
1: mm-hmm.
0: the act of knowing. Like that, these are normal people. Everyone is a person like it's
1: so what you're saying like it's being genuine but being like human and like recognizing that i feel like so many times people will just like be angry if you think in like customer service or whatever and like more like demanding or something but it's like if you can just remember that person's a person like you're so good at that like you can sasha can literally strike up a conversation with anyone and everyone that's why you're so good at it i always try to take notes from you and Max being good at that
0: yeah Nikki Nikki gets mad at me sometimes because I talk a lot she talks a lot though too so but like like she's she's uh yeah she gets a little like I talk to people in like the supermarkets or whatever I'll be like that's a really good snack
1: she's like okay can we like keep it moving like I have stuff to do today (laughs) she said that
0: she said that to me today She's like, can you not stop and talk to Kristen? Like this woman who who has a restaurant next door. And I was like, I wasn't going to. But now that you said that, I'm going to.
1: Now. <laughs> I always thought your girlfriend would have to be like so quiet because you're so talkative that you would have oh, to no. like fill in. She's just no.
0: Nikki's a Nikki's a gem. She's she's life of parties, like amazing. We we bounce a lot off. Okay,
1: each other. I need to meet her. I can't. I don't think I ever met her at BU.
0: No, yeah, and she, like, she'll, her. like, come in, and she, she's a, she's a South American Latina, like, humor, so very, mm-hmm. like, like, uh, like, roasting, like, loves to roast, so, like, we'll come in, we'll be, like, like, oh, why are you playing video games on a Thursday night, why don't you go out, and, like, my roommates are, like, damn, bro, like, we just saw you, like, <laughs> just, just to, me- just to mess fiery. with them, yeah. yeah, just, and just to mess with them, we're, like, mm-hmm you know like oh why are you home did your date go bad because you suck and like (laughs) not in a mean way not in a mean way at all like literally just just in like a joking banter way and so she's Mm -hmm. like super talking life of the party and like everyone everyone who's met her has absolutely loved her and which is great Mm -hmm. because it's like the worst is you're dating someone that like if your friends don't like then it's like
1: nah it's so -uh. tough I know you need them to get along with your friends so Obviously, I think from everything you said, I can imagine that you enjoy living in New York. Do you see yourself staying for a while, forever? Like, where else would you want to no,
0: live? I'm, I'm going to leave probably in a couple of years. Okay. It, it's like, New York is the best place. I I recommend anyone coming out of college, move, move New York, move New York. You'll learn the most about yourself. You'll break down the most. You'll be the most raw version of yourself. I think that- and you're like,
1: exposed to people from everywhere. Like, so, and we're lucky that we went to BU. Like, we met people from- all over the world that went there like exposed to so many cultures and languages and I love that about BU but obviously it's even more in New York City so I feel like if you went to a small school where everyone's from your state and it's maybe a state school whatever it is I just feel like if you can like get out in the world and live in a city and meet all sorts of people like you said your girlfriend's Brazilian like it's so important
0: and I also think New York is probably arguably the one city I don't believe that LA is I think New York is about connections so like I've been, I, my first dinner in New York, I was sitting next to at the table next to Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, and oh, I'm a California I didn't know kid. This. Yeah, and I'm a California kid. And I'm like, whoa, this is sick. Like, yeah. this is New York. Like, and like, you know, or I'll be at like a, you know, you'll be at a party or like a, a brunch or a lunch or whatever. And you'll meet, you know, a famous artist, a famous musician, a famous person. But they're all normal people because no one mm-hmm. really in New York, no one gives a shit. Like, mm-hmm. no one actually cares like, who you are, what you do, because everyone's doing something, and so that's the beauty of New York that I think right now, like, I recommend every 21 to 25, 26-year-old to live there. I, when I'm 26, I would probably want to move back to California. Um, okay. I love the, I love nature, and I love, like, the, like, mountain biking, and, like, when so I was home. In the
1: Yeah,
0: like, there's that, that I grew up on it, so there's that aspect of, like, um, my family has a bar in San Francisco, and so, like, I wouldn't be opposed to like running the bar and like just like kind okay. of like changing up lifestyles eventually, but who knows? You wanna who like knows?
1: slow down, settle down, go back to California at some point. But it's not about
0: even slowing down. It's just about like being like, look, like once you do the fast pace, fast pace, fast pace, it's amazing. But like, mm-hmm. what's next kind of like you kind of always gotta be true to yourself. And like, if I have a dog or if I have like, if I wanna be exploring or going to do stuff, like New York's amazing because you're the hub of everything, but you're a very concrete jungle. Like, you're very mm-hmm. much like, you know what what's next so oh, the next biggest party the next biggest this and like and that's great but it gets it gets like at what point do you say yeah <laughs> like, peace, peace out <laughs> yeah and like for what i'm paying for rent like what i'm gonna be paying living in a one bedroom like Jesus ridiculous Christ. ridiculous i could have a, I could have a house.
1: I know Sasha I don't well you do realize like I know that you know but it didn't hit me until I moved out of and obviously Boston is like even less than New York but we were like right in the middle of Boston paying insane amount of money for rent and then I pay literally a third of what I did in Boston here and it's like way more space so nice and I'm like but so it's just crazy when you're in a city like
0: oh yeah I mean my my rent is expensive I mean, my rent that I'm looking for for a one-bedroom, I mean, is, like, gross. Four four grand, five grand, $4,500. and like, And, yeah, it's, like, crazy, right? So it's, like, I can afford it. But that's what you get for living in New York. Yeah, and, like, I I, again, I'm saying this to everyone listening. Don't live beyond your means. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to live beyond my means and, like, get a really sick place. But, like, you're looking at these places that, like, if I want to live in this place and spend this last couple years or live in, like, a nice place, like, uh, that's my choice. I'm willing to do that. But like please don't spend more than eighteen hundred for rent in New York. Like if you're moving here. Like unless yeah. you got better means than I did, like just like please, like like just live in Brooklyn. Like you don't need to live in Manhattan. Don't get caught up in the allure of New York. Times
1: Square, like you did.
0: <laughs> oh, that was awful. awful. So that's
1: your advice. If anyone's moving to New York and you don't know New York, move I knew ready right to move Square. there. I'm like, Time why Square. are you moving to Times Square? Oh, I we covered so much, but more about your work. I guess obviously your work days, and weekends were so different. But what's like a typical work day in Sasha's life? Like you wake up to when you go to sleep. What's like a typical day in your life?
0: Okay. I wake up. I've been, I've been on this gym kick in the morning. So I wake up around Ooh. like five, five 30. And, oh, I, yikes. and I go to the gym at six. Um, Ooh. Uh, more. And, uh, I get showered. Um, depends on how I'm feeling. I either cook, I don't cook that often. I'm a good cook. Mm-hmm. I need to. I'm kind of, I need to do kind of better, but um, I either cook breakfast or I stop at a bodega and get like a bagel or a wrap. And then head to work um and I'll be at work from like eight to six and Ooh. so I work yeah but for like finance and hedge fund like it's actually like okay. really not bad hours um, so but
1: are you working way more than 40 hours a week uh I mean
0: what is that that's 10 hours it's 50 hours a week about yeah
1: yeah okay
0: but um but yeah and then some days you're longer some days you're less not as long some days you're working like 14 hour days
1: yeah, some days you're oh. like, it's 11 p.m., I'm still here.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's not it's not like investment banking, which, like, gets really rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then, you know, then I'll either go out to dinner, cook dinner, go, go, go on a date, play video games. Like, it's pretty much simple, but, like, you're with your friends. And, like, um, and I work in the office Monday through Wednesday. So I'm actually okay. in the office Monday through Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, not. And so maybe, like, you do a weekend trip somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, especially during COVID, it's a little hard. So maybe just try to go to a secluded place, or like you drive upstate. Do you just yeah.
1: like hang out with your roommates once you get home from work, or your girlfriend, or?
0: Yeah, one of the two. Um, most of the time, either like hang out with the roommates like Monday, Tuesdays, and then mm-hmm. Nikki, I'll either go out, out to Brooklyn Wednesdays, or and she'll come into the city. They have their hard. days:
1: Monday, Tuesday for the boys; Wednesday, girlfriend.
0: <laughs> well, it's like well because I see her all weekend, right? So I see her like yeah. from like Thursday to Sunday. And we'll mm. normally spend Sunday night together. And then, like, she wants her own space. Um, I really don't care uh, yeah, if she wants to stay, whatever. she wanted to stay as long as she wanted. But, like, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, then uh, Sunday, uh, Monday, well, Monday, then I'll be with the guys, Tuesday with the guys. And, like, we'll do, like, uh, dinners on Thursdays with all the guys. And, like she just took my, like, 55th test. I get tested oh, wow. every week. I get tested every week for work, some weeks twice. And mm. I've never had COVID, which is crazy.
1: yeah i'm just more impressed than anything that you can wake up at 5 30 and work out at 6 a.m until 7
0: it's called pre-workout you just down it and then you just go again it's like i've never done
1: pre-workout but are you just like buzzing
0: oh yeah mine's like a thermogenic one which means you get really hot so you start sweating (laughs) a lot it's not my guy
1: i look at you on the treadmill your face is like beet red
0: (laughs) yeah no (laughs) I, like, truthfully, like, I don't sweat that much, so it's really nice, like, because I like to feel the toxins kind of leaving. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: All your Saturday and Sunday cocktails.
0: <laughs> exactly, right?
1: And you had one too many cocktails.
0: Too much yave, Too much Yave.
1: All the Yave. <laughs> so I hope you guys learned a lot from Sasha. I love hearing his advice for, like, getting what you want in life. Like, no one is better than Sasha at, like, asking for what he wants and just like finding success in that way and seeing things that he want in life like come to fruition if that makes sense yeah he's really good at like attracting the things you want into your life advocating for yourself manifesting all those things and talking about like post-grad life moving to new york thank you for joining us sasha this was my pleasure
0: my pleasure i love listening to the podcast
1: you do
0: sometimes (laughs)
1: <laughs> in the background
0: <laughs> yeah where i'm working at my desk the happy hour podcast you have on.
1: one air in <laughs> yeah
0: exactly for some
1: motivation
0: <laughs> exactly
1: so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode it was so good and i will catch you in my next one bye
0: look around you can find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding right your tail